hear me? Can you hear it? Live, loud and full effect. <laughs> Building. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Can you hello. hear us, ladies and gentlemen? It sounds like that we're live. It sounds like we're live. I think we are, people. I think we are. So you know what that means. It's another episode of Life's uh Bodge. Featuring your favorite neighborhood, Prince of Bodge, baby. We are in the building. You know what time it is. Yes, sir. Happy, uh, what, Thursday? Yeah, happy Thursday. But you're probably listening to this and it's Friday. So happy Friday if you're listening to this. And you're probably listening to this on Six Families Radio. Well, actually, no. Yeah, you could possibly be listening to this on Thursday if you're on Six <laughs> Families. Regardless of where you're listening, how you're listening, see, that's the beauty <laughs> of a boss, baby. You never know what, what day, what month, what year, all that. But you're still having fun in the process. Either way it goes, welcome to a, I guess you could call this a uh, review edition or you could call this a, a bonus a bonus episode, you know, call it what you want to call it. I mean, y'all know I usually come through with the interviews and we got more coming up. Got some real lined up, you know what I'm saying? But I had to bring in my homeboy, my guy, you know, if you are a faithful botchamaniac, you've already heard him on previous episodes. Now, if you're new, hey, thank you for tuning in. Nice to meet you. How you doing? I'm your favorite Prince of Botch. And I'd like to say, if you're listening on TuneIn Radio, uh, there's a little heart right up there. Go ahead and just click that heart real quick. You know what I'm saying? Smash it. Doing Six Families Radio a favor by clicking that there heart. Uh, If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or your Spotifyian out there, go ahead and, uh, you know, hit that little subscribe button. You know what I'm saying? And on Apple, go ahead and leave that five-star rating for me real quick and just, you know, let us know what you're feeling, how you're feeling. Introduce yourself. Say who you are so we can shout you out on the next episode. You already know how that goes. But, one again, to my faithful bunch of maniacs, well, y'all already know this, man. I'm sure, hopefully, you've also subscribed to his podcast shows as well because my man is grinding it out, doing big things, doing things with the streaming, doing things with the constant content and also doing constant interviews as well this man is a man of many 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 trades but (laughs) (laughs) if this is your first time listening to my guy well again i'll let him give y'all some introduction but i'm going to introduce my man this is my brother from another mother ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages highlight real represents (laughs) one half of it Life's a botch. Tag team champions <laughs> of the world. The Gresham Unleashed. And, well, you neighborhood Prince of Botch. There we Y'all go. <laughs> we are the modern go. new it's... age outlaw. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. And, well, you know. And, of course, if you're not down with that. We already we got, got two two words for you. <laughs> I let my partner take this one over. Go ahead and tell him, Josh. I'm gonna keep it PG. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one time for the PG era. Oh, there we go. Oops, did I say that? Here we go. Anyways, this is my man, <laughs> Josh Gresham from Gresham Only. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. If you are listening over from your main 
source of entertainment. Now I'm just playing. <laughs> it's your boy G R E S H. It's your boy Gresh. And uh Yeah. I me, my brother. How you have been doing your thing, you doing your thing. You are my D O Double G. You are my road dog. Yes, sir. So hey. Yo. And you already know, man, you the man with the plan, you know what I'm saying? You ain't kissing asses, you kicking asses, if you know what I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Therefore, I had to say it like that. Y'all know I normally don't say those little words like that, but you know, I got to say that because, well, that's attitude error slang, because what else would I say unless I said it right. error, but it ain't going to sound the same. So you got to say it the way it is. But nonetheless, this is my favorite outlaw right here over here. And it's been a while since we had you on the show, my guy, so it's welcome back. It's good to have yeah. you on, you know what I'm saying? And uh, as always, keeping it animated and entertaining, you know what I mean? For the people out there listening and watching, because I forgot to shout out my YouTube folks. What's happening? How y'all doing? If shout you out. are watching on YouTube, you've, you're now seeing me with the two sweet. I've never done it in my life, but here you are. There you go. Screen grab it. Do all the whatever you want to do. Too sweet. There you go, baby. It is what it is, you know what I'm saying? But Josh, yeah, man, what's thank you so much, man. I'm, and I see you again, you've been grinding as well, my guy, keeping Ooh. them in this in this crazy season that yeah hasn't yeah. really gotten back to normal. So we've gotten nah. used to what I guess today's normal in wrestling is. So I see you found ways to kind of, you know, I see you step back from the reviews a bit. You know, yeah. because it was weird with no crowds for a while. Yeah, it's like, what I are you see, talking about? Yeah, yeah, just, you know, but then I see they just kind of made a way to innovate it and just take talent, put them in the, you know, in the, in the I guess it's better than cardboard cutouts, <laughs> baseball, <laughs> NFL, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I guess it's better than cardboard cutouts, but you know, uh, CAEW and WWE, well, WWE's, let's just be honest, you guys are copycatting from what AEW was doing because you didn't even do it until you realized what was happening. But hey, that's neither here nor there. Now, Impact Wrestling, I, I see Impact hasn't really caught on to that trend yet. I guess they're going to kind of keep I think because they, they don't have a, a bigger roster when you think about it. Impact doesn't really have a major – like, AEW has a, a solid roster. A solid roster. Yeah, and, I mean, developmental talents, yeah, I, I give it to me. And, and like, WWE, you know, they got NXT crowds and then well, NXT uh, um, trainees. And I believe AEW just now started – slowly incorporating outside people after they've been tested so it's like yeah. you're, you're kind of getting and they have an amphitheater so they're kind of they can space true. everybody out for social distancing so That's yeah true. i, I was put, curious about yeah. impact though i was wondering what is impact constantly doing their shows from because you know they would normally try they're doing it in nashville they're in nashville like okay. they're they have a uh they're in nashville so they're currently still so they still have their warehouse in nashville okay so yeah. Very WWE like, but you know they do have now. Maybe that's just probably because it's OVW. But I was gonna say they do have their developmental territory with OVW, that little partnership. If yeah. I'm not mistaken, uh, so I, two, thought, yeah, somebody got to let us know because I'm gonna be honest with you. Outside of Slammiversary, I did not really follow Impact like that, <laughs> <laughs> and that's crazy because you know I'm an Impact guy, man. I really am. Yes, we exist. Okay, I've actually been an Impact guy. <laughs> Really, just going back to their start, man. Even when when they had their uprising, and, and yes, Hulk Hogan and Bischoff freaking killed it along with Dixie Carter. But 
they've still bounced back. I'm proud of what they've been doing. I mean, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. I get that there's a lot, which is going to tie in a lot to what I have to say with the theory I was tagging you on, on Twitter about, my uh, friend. We call me, get into call me at 10 p.m. I'm like, I'm asleep. <laughs> and I'm like, I have no, I have no response. I'm just like, okay, please do continue. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So we're, we're going to get in that to today's show. But first and foremost, um, real quick, talk to the people. Uh, again, those who are brand new, tell them a lot about Mr. Josh Gresham and, and, and the many, many things that you do with the Gresham eh. Unleashed Podcast. Y'all got time? All right. Y'all got time. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it, man. man. I do. I do a lot. Like um, I've incorporated. I've been through in in the game, so to speak, for like ten years now. I've been doing it for on and off a long time. I just five years ago taking it serious. Put it that way. Yeah. Uh, the podcast, the podcasting game, man. Shh, I just it was just me talking crap about wrestling, like. You know, you got some people out there who who literally do it because they just this is their job, but they they're getting paid to do it. I'm like, I'm a fan of wrestling. I'm going I'm just gonna talk crap about it. Then with the whole Black Lives Matter thing, I started spinning off. Like I did a whole spinoff podcast that we will be talking about social injustice, Black Lives Matter. We're gonna say that today we die. Um, there we go. But yeah, with me, I'm more of a. I, I don't. I don't. I, I give my point of view from a fan's point of view. Like I don't. I try not to step beyond my means because let's be real. I have yet to take a bump. Do I plan on taking a bump? Probably not. It depends on if I just say, you know what, I'm going to be a 26 year old wrestler, but it's like, I took, I look at it from a fan's, a fan's point of view. And I'm just, I'm like this, if this doesn't make sense, this doesn't make sense. If it, if it's crap, I'm going to tell you, I don't sugarcoat it. I was never raised to be to sugarcoat anything. So it it's, it's, if you check out Gresh Unleashed, it's pretty much me just being me, and I incorporated it into a two-part thing now. I don't do two-hour episodes because people don't want to sit down and watch a one-man show for two hours. So mm-hmm. they were like, okay, I just I do part one, part two, Friday, mm-hmm. Saturday, but this week I'll be doing Saturday, Sunday. Um, so it, 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 it rotates, basically. Yeah. But yeah, this is it's a laid-back podcast. I'm animated. I got a soundboard, so I just do random soundboards when I when I do solo. So you know that's that's my game. That's my that's the game. I, that's, that's the game. I do on, the man. YouTube stuff too, the reaction stuff, but yeah, podcast yeah. is the main thing. Oh yeah, he gets the he gets it in. The main thing. Yeah. He, he 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 gets it in people. I mean like again, I I had the pleasure of uh meeting this gentleman through the hardest working man in OTS. Shout out to Mr. Derek Myers because this man bridged the gap between two fans who love wrestling, who have watched wrestling all their lives, and pretty much connected two animated people. And before you know it, hey, a great relationship was formed. And since then, whether it's on Twitter, reaction videos, whether it's, you know, podcasting, you know, talking trash about what we're seeing on television, what's going on, all that good stuff. We are here to provide entertainment in any way, shape, or form. And like my brother here, y'all know me already. I do the same thing. Bring a fan's perspective. Have I taken a bump? No, I haven't. Would I? Like my man Gresh. Eh, if you want to be a 30-year-old wrestler, if I want to be on my DDP-ish, maybe. <laughs> you never know. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I gladly take a chair shot or something. I don't know. Whatever. You know what I mean? But again, 
bringing the fans perspective and i guess you could say i i do kind of give you guys you know the negatives yeah. i kind of try to do it in a positive spin for the most part like you know, i try to look at it at their point of view but if it's downright terrible i'm going to tell you <laughs> yeah and see you know me and him are so like opposite in a great way you know what i'm saying that's what makes a dope tag team most times you know what i mean when it comes to this kind of stuff that's what makes such a dope tag team because well i might be the 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 somewhat nice good cop kind of way still give it to you and say hey i don't even know that was a bad show right but in, in a very calm way this guy uh, not so much i have so much. i will have the fiend bray wyatt <laughs> i will have that sound bite just with his laugh <laughs> like i will be laughing at this entire show i'm like bro this there this ain't go. it this ain't it, ain't it it ain't it brother it ain't it but it is it is always great to connect with my fellow wrestling fans out there and, and just let them know like hey we're fans like you guys. We love what we do, but we do it with a grind, man. And what makes us different from other podcasts, you say? Well, simple. You got to check it out and listen first before you know that one. Ha, <laughs> ha, ha. Bait, baby. That's how you reel them in. You know what I mean? That's what you do. You reel in. But anyways, uh, real quick, going into the start uh, on this bonus edition of Life's a Botch Podcast, I had a couple of subject matters. I wanted to bring up to you, my friend, and kind of get your introspective, your, your wrestling intake, you know, right, and, and see right. what, you, what you got to say. So first and foremost, let's kind of start this thing off with uh, Miss Kyrie Sane uh, with her farewell address and tribute to WWE. The rumors had been swirling around for months on what was she going to do? Was she going to stay? We knew she was missing her husband in Japan and missing the Japan scenery. And of course, in the midst of a pandemic, that doesn't make it any better. So of course, you're going to want to be near your family, your loved ones. So alas, her time has officially come to an end with WWE. And it's bittersweet. Yeah, I will say it is a very bittersweet thing because, well, her main roster run has not been all that great. Uh, and it's no fault of hers. It is definitely, unfortunately, <laughs> the way the creative <laughs> wheel turns. And as always, the Bruce continues. Vince. <laughs> continues to turn that ugly wheel of bad side of creative. Therefore, Brother Josh, what are your honest thoughts and opinions on Kyrie saying what what will you remember about her WWE run the most? May Young Classic. M- M- May Young, her May Young Classic run, that would introduce me to her because she has, like, pun intended, the most in- incredible elbow drop I have ever seen because everybody was so stiff with it for ever since. The last smooth elbow drop I ever seen was Shawn Michaels. So mm-hmm. once everybody started incorporating the elbow drop in their arsenal, they were either so stiff or not energetic about it. Whereas with hers, and it's like with hers, you haven't seen people use it as a finish as of late. Like you, now everybody. Bailey. Bailey. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> you know, love you, Bailey. But, uh, you know, the elbow drop was not. Not a good yeah, that, honestly, if I'm gonna be honest with you, seeing Punk's elbow drop wasn't even that good. To be honest with you, it was kind of, yeah, kind of eh. almost forgot that he did that. <laughs> he did it like, but he he did it as a setup to the GTS or whatever or the Anaconda Vice. Yeah. But when her, it was like she has she had some sauce with it. Like she was yeah. like flowing with it. Like you, you she had yeah. her arm. Like you just like 
yo, it was about to hit it and then her elbow, her elbow drop and then her um her little stomp into her her sliding forearm. It was like the simplest moves that she did because everybody, I was having this conversation with Derek. It's like everything has been so choreographed. So it's like when you see that one person that comes out with the smoothness of one simple move and that's their finish, you'd be like, yo, I'm a fan. And it's because of her I was introduced to uh what you call it? I was introduced to what was it? Stardom. I was introduced to stardom because uh, of yes. her. So I started stardom. doing my I started doing my research because of I'm like I was like, cause I was trying to figure out who was Kyrie saying, and it was like Kyrie Hojo. I'm like, who the heck is Kyrie Hojo? And then I look, it was her, and I'm like, oh, so I appreciate her May Young class, her May Young Classic run and her NXT run, because yeah, of course she went see. her her matches with Shayna Baszler were. Yeah, her talk about some really dope chemistry that they had. Like they had really, and, and honestly, I could I have to agree with you uh, on both accounts, honestly, because. Her elbow was like unlike one I've ever seen. Like you said, the sauce, the way she would curl, it looked believable. It looked like it legitimately hurt because, you know, aside from Macho Man's and, you know, like you said, Shawn Michaels, anyone after that, before Kyrie, it was just like, eh, <laughs> you know, like, like you said, set up, if anything. But if that beat somebody, it was like, no way, that's, that's not that doesn't look believable, but hers looked devastating. Like you felt that, and then, and if the right person sold it, it was even better. It was oh, yeah. just like, wow, that was devastating. yeah. It, it always depends on. It, it takes two to make something look beautiful, and if one person is stiff and sandbags you, it's not your fault. It's the fact that they suck. <laughs> so exactly, you know what I mean. So, but she, she, she was, she was definitely those May Young classics. Um, definitely told to tell for me with her and. Even even really with her NXT run, her NXT run was, to me, the highlight extended of that uh, because of the fact that, again, her and Shayna Baszler were able to create, recreate their magic. Some would argue and say that their Mae Young classic magic was better than the NXT magic, per se, but she still had some really good matches with people in NXT. I mean, I think about the triple threat. You know, uh, yeah. or was that a fatal four way? No, yeah, I believe that was actually it was a fatal four way. Yeah, fatal four way, I believe it was Kyrie Sane and Shayna Baszler, Bianca Belair, and I believe Eo Shirai. Yeah, you know, like yep, fatal four way. Yeah, yep, yep. that takeover. Yep, I remember you that. Know, just, just, just different things like that, you know. Um, and and she had very good runs. Uh, and I believe, uh, wasn't she in a war games, I believe, as well. Was she not? That was EO because that, that was, was EO. it was EO because Kyrie, to me, I believe she was called up early. At that point, she was. Yeah. Because when you look back at her NXT run, I think her NXT run was a little prematurely ended because I believe that because remember EO turned heel, and they yes. end up putting Candice in Kyrie's spot because Vince wanted eat on e- um, Kyrie up in the main roster. I honestly believe to this day that Kyrie was supposed to be the one that was turned on by EO. And that would have been, even though that match between EO and Candice was out of this world, great. I believe that it was supposed to have been Kyrie versus EO. And that would have been through the roof. That would have been through the roof. And, 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 And just scenarios like that make you just really say it's a shame that her WWE run it could have been so much better, you know, and again, this is no fault of hers, 
Right. It's just the fact of premature building, uh, you know, premature call-ups, you know. And that's the tale of a lot of people. I think about Apollo Crews. I think about so many different people from NXT who didn't really have a chance to, like, really, really develop, develop, you know. Um, but I look at the fact that with Kyrie, man, it, it just – even with, with her and Oscar being the Kabuki Warriors at first, I remember how we reacted to that. Like, oh, man, that's so – that's just typical. Yeah. That's racist. How are you going to put the two Japanese people together and just assume they're this, like that? But it, it worked. Yeah, you know, it, it, it worked. It took, it took some getting used to. You know, they had the real – Bad mush mixed music between Kyrie's and Oscars. It was like the, the, the her, her music. Then they went to the her. her they could have just came out to Oscars music if, yeah. if you want to be real, like because <laughs> Oscars music, Oscars music was more bad. Was more more bad that than like in a good way than uh than Kyrie. than Kyrie's I because it was because it, and especially if you're going to portray them as heels. So it's like. Yeah, it was it was ugh. I mean And then they incorporated the green mist and I'm like Yeah. I get it. It's a shout out to Great Muda, but I doubt that, that was the reason why they was like, Oh, she's Japanese. So Jerry did Japanese did Green Mist. Let's put it on Oscar. So <laughs> I'm telling you, man, and it's just crazy how all of that goes and, and takes tail the way that it did. You um, see they got ninjas now. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me started on that, boy. They they really just oh my gosh. Like I, I sit there and I'm just like, man, this is so what's next? You gonna have you gonna have a black wrestler come out with some thugs now? You know? Uh, take Prime time. You, you know what I mean? You know, Prime time. Wait, no, I mean like a legit gang gang of thugs this time though. Not just oh, two. I'm, about to say, I'm, I'm about talking to say, about like you gonna have a you gonna have like a like somebody play, portray a drug lord and you know he just got a bunch of like gang members who have like fake guns and stuff. Like, hey, break yourself, fool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, and then they getting beat up and jobbed out. Like, what, 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 what's that? You, you're know. giving them ideas because watch they do it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just remember what you heard it here first, people. You heard it right here first. <laughs> yeah. Giving them ideas. Hashtag BLM, baby. You heard it here first. Just remember that. <laughs> oh, man. And, it's, you know. it's like I laugh at a lot of the current stuff because I laugh because it's so bad that I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I know, man. I, it, 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 it does get, you know, very eerie, you know, which is why, again, that's why I emphasize that I'm such an impact guy because, you know, and I like AEW as well. But again, I just you know even with AEW sometimes they oh AEW AEW is not perfect like, they're well, not, I, yeah, like they're, they're I, not. I can t- I can tell you that from the rip like that's the beauty like on my on my podcast I have Wednesday Night Wrestling where I I look in like I look I look into AEW and NXT and yeah. it'd be sometimes I'm like bro I will literally say I'm like this was not good <laughs> yeah this this was this was not good from top to bottom or certain matches they had its high points but yeah. I. I People assume that someone tried to say I was AEW Mark. I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm I butcher through everything. <laughs> I don't care if you are AEW. I don't care if you AEW NXT NWA. Exactly. I don't care what it is. I will I, butcher through it. Through it, you know. And and I agree because I can do that with Impact. Impact's not perfect. I mean, again, they have their moments where I was like, yeah, that was a little corny. I could have did without <laughs> that part. But I mean, you KB know, Forbes. Yeah, you know, you know oh, gosh, that segment was. I was like, what was that? the most horrible 
acting Yo, I've ever seen. Did like, you pay attention to the Twitch viewers? I don't know if you watch on Twitch. Do you have? I'm, uh, I'm gonna try to watch it. I've never watched Impact on Twitch. I've always because I do. Soon have, as she got on there, the numbers went from 5K. It was like I saw. I literally looked at it. That thing just said. <laughs> it just went down. I'm like, bro, this was not oh. it. Oh, I'm about to check that out, baby. I got to go back and look at that on Twitch because mm-hmm. I, I, I literally just made a Twitch, so that's why you know, like, I made one. I'm a little. It's different from the TV because I think they do, uh, they they do for the commercials. They just mm-hmm. cut to Melissa Santos, or oh, nice. So they cut and she just do like she interact with the the viewers or whoever's coming in the chat. Oh, and okay. And then they'll probably throw a, a play an old match. Like I know the first match after um this the the re you know the recap, like they do like yeah, the yeah. moment of the week. <laughs> the numbers went down because they played a match from Kevin Nash versus Scott Hall and Monday Night Impact. I said oh my God. I said, Y'all y'all do know this ain't it, right? <laughs> 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 no, nah, it's not, man. And it's like, thank you, you know, Impact sometimes for reminding us of the the, the worst. The worst. Every now Monday and night and impact. You know oh my God. Oh Watching my God. Kevin Nash versus Scott Hall, a slower Scott Hall from the nineties. Mm, yeah, nah, bro. No. Not not it. Not not it. You know, but when you see Impact 60 on access and then you see a Kurt Angle versus AJ Styles, then you're like, oh, now you're getting somewhere. Now you're getting somewhere. That you're was the glory somewhere. days, my friend. Those are the type of matches I want to relive. Yeah, don't get us wrong. Impact had its good day, good good moments in 2010, 2011, or whatever. But it, it was there, mostly yeah. bad. It yeah, was it was. Those, I'm, I, I, and it's gonna tie into our main squeeze of this here bonus episode. So we'll come back to that, and and I'll, I'll get where where that kind of reminds me because you know these wrestling promotions are kind of starting to remind me of some things. So I'm gonna come back to that. But uh, coming back to our our moment with Miss Kyrie saying. Uh, me and my my good partner here and my favorite yeah, tag yeah. team partner. We just, we just got sidetracked and everything. You know, we got oh. sidetracked, but we want to salute uh, Kyrie Sane for at least putting up with what she was given and <sighs> making lemonade out of limes, baby. Because I mean, that that thing is that they did give Kyrie and Oscar was a banger. That dun 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 dun. dun, dun hey, dun, you know, oh funny thing, <laughs> funny funny thing about that theme. I actually was at the live show here in Atlanta. It was mm. actually, I believe, yeah, that was a birthday present to myself. So it was it was way before the pandemic. It was like late last year. But uh, I went to a live event. They had it up here in Gwinnett at the uh, Gwinnett Arena. Oh, yeah. And they had a, you know, a little WWE live event. And it was the first time I had seen, the last time they were even up this way for anything was like a Monday Night Raw I went to back in like, 2004 it was like the road to wrestlemania 21 where jericho uh had his money in the bank and he and rk and randy orton rko jake the snake you know i mean i always remember that because that was the opening segment but like literally um they actually debuted that theme song that night at that live show and i remember seeing that i was like Hold on, they got a new, a new theme. Uh-oh. Like, okay. And then, of course, everybody named Mama saw it on Monday Night Raw that night. So I was like, ah, I heard it first, baby. Ha! Knew about it. Life's a bunch exclusive, baby. But it's all good. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, man, I, I, I want to salute them for, you know, I mean, she, she, she had some moments. I, I hate she had to go through the botches and what she went through with Nia Jax. Uh... 
Beautiful. Beautiful. Nia Jax. Nia Jax. I got got to make this known just in case you come across this. You are a gorgeous woman. You really are. But you got to be more careful sometimes with these folks who wrestle, man. Can't just be throwing people around all willy nilly like that. That's half the time. You literally, don't don't get me started because you literally heard her say, I'm not ready. You literally heard it. You just said, I'm right. Yeah, like, Brett, you can't do that. Naya, you're too gorgeous for all that, okay? Like, literally, I'm not one of those that's going to say you suck because I've seen your potential. You got it. You just get careless at times. Naya and NXT have potential. I will always say that. Nia in NXT, when, her, when she originally faced Oscar for that women's title at one of those takeovers, I forgot which one it was because yeah. there was so many of them around that time. Yeah. It was like, yo, she has potential. She just needs to stay down here. Then next thing you know, they're like, oh, she's getting caught up to Raw. Why? Exactly. <laughs> she, she needs to, she still needs to hone her craft. Like, exactly. That's and coming that, from a fan's point of view. I'm not even talking about from a wrestler. So it's on. like, yeah. Like, come on. I can tell. I'm like, that, that, that ain't it. <laughs> she was yeah, she 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 wasn't ready and I get it because the, the whole oh she's she's so big, you know, that we've never seen a woman of this stature. Like, okay, I get all of that, but you still gotta be ready, you know what I'm saying? Because if this was China in the days of when China debuted, let's 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 put China in the modern day, right? Prime China, right? We remember her debut. So oh, yeah. imagine well, NXT being around at that time. And she walks into NXT, and we know she's green as all get out, not ready for none of this, and suddenly just pulled up to the to, to primetime Monday Night Raw. You don't think we're going to be saying the same stuff? You know what I mean? And we love yeah, China. Right, we yeah. love China because she's traveling. May trailblazed. she continue to rest in peace. Yes, absolutely. I'm just saying I'm, I'm doing this to paint a scenario to you guys because even Beth Phoenix went through developmental, and she was ready when it was time. It was right. a little green at her start, but she glow, you know, she developed and she was better. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just saying when you got these powerhouse unique women like figures, man, you can't just throw them in there just because they look different and stand out. I'm about to say look at look at Awesome Kong. I'm about to say look at Awesome Kong or Karma when she was in WWE. Yeah. She yeah. was she was solid in her feud with Gail Kim and back we we'll talk about impact again. Yeah. So yeah. it's like there's good big women, but it's just more so you just got to make sure they're ready and not make sure. exactly. and not come off as reckless. Because exactly. that to this day we all know Becky wasn't supposed to be over because she got punched in the face by Nia. That's the only reason. Why I, let's be real. Like Becky was getting over from the marks, but she didn't get mainstream until she got punched in the face. Until you saw that visual of her blood dripping down her SmackDown shirt, and she up there with her arms out like, "Come at me, bro!" Or well, she was like, "This is this is this is me." So when you see that, it's like you still remember that visual and, and where you were that day because of Naya's un, unintentional fuck up. Or excuse the F bomb, but that's basically. <laughs> hey, it's okay, brother. It's okay. When it gets dropped, it's an explosion to let people know. What's up. But still, you know, uh, I, I second that to say that, you know, the funny thing about that is, yes, I agree because. Um, even with Anaya, like Naya, I, I look at it, her best time so far to me still hasn't topped what her feuds with Ronda Rousey, you know what I mean? Uh, they had a good little chemistry going on where when you have the right person that can play off of how she is, the fact that Ronda being as bad, you know, as she is as far as like 
a legitimate fighter, how she knew how to climb around Naya and just do like a tree trunk kind of thing and, and make it work and look, believe it was like, yo, you know, so I, you know, even with Shayna, I'm, I'm excited that they got this little buildup going between these two. I think it's a little too soon, but maybe they're just trying to do this for SummerSlam. I guess they're just trying to throw these big matches together some kind of way with what they have, but yeah, you know, it's it's it, it is what it is. But Kyrie, we we thank you for what you had, what you've done, the time you spent in WWE, and uh, we know you're gonna kill it in Japan. So we're look, we're definitely gonna follow you even over. But the if you if you if you just so happen to kind of slide through Jacksonville for like a maybe a two or three week appearance, we won't fault you for that. Mm, I'm... <laughs> there, yeah. I mean, that's another thing. Let's that's the perfect transition, good brother. That's that like, is the perfect transition. I mean, if you don't want to go a hundred percent back to Japan just yet, I mean, if they can, if they won't let you fly overseas, you can take a little pit stop, maybe help bolster their women's division. Because hey, you it. know, I wouldn't mind Kyrie versus. Sheeta, you know what I mean? I think that would be pretty freaking dope to see. You know what I mean? Sheeta's been killing it, having match after match after match with crazy people. You know, Kyrie and Big Swole. Kyrie and Bit Brit Breaker, you know, the role model, the real role model, as they say. Whenever if she if she ever stays off the injury reserve list, basically. Of course, yeah. Yeah, there's that, and you know, this is like every time I look at Britt, it's like you injured again. <laughs> uh, First again. the knee injury, then the face injury. I'm like, girl, I know, man. You can't can't Six. get rid of it. You can't you can't get rid of it. But you know, is what it is. Make it work. Uh, but I do agree. I see where you're going there. So let's talk about that, my friend, because last night, in last night's Wednesday Night Wars, we noticed that, well. A certain three-letter promotion in that very city of Jacksonville had a lot of interesting debuts and surprise appearances come about. So, uh, my friend, what are your thoughts? Who stuck out to you? What was what was this all about? Because first we saw Slammiversary do it, and now here it is. AEW does it on a regular AEW, by the way. No special show, no nothing this time. This is a regular old episode full of <laughs> pure appearances, left and right. You blink, you missed it. Like, whoa, wait a minute. This well, guy's guy here? You didn't miss it. One guy you didn't miss it because he was so big. Uh, your boy, formerly known as Zack Ryder, Matt Mr. Cardona. Come on now. Using what the government name. What is he eating, bro? You know, like, bro, I, you was big. <laughs> you know, you I'm and Heath Slater. I, yeah, yeah. Heath, him and Heath, man, they must have been doing some heavy. I'm like, y'all was doing some Jinder Mahal type workout. Remember Jinder Mahal and at Drew, one point? Andrew. And Drew was Drew. slim. And then next thing you know, they come out. I'm like, what the? Now, you know, I think. Uh, was I need Tommy playing. Was it Taz? I think it was Taz. Somebody, I recall, somebody on one of these podcasts. It was it was an actual veteran wrestler, you know what I'm saying? But I, I believe it yeah. was Taz. But somebody actually mentioned that generally what happens is when, when guys get released, you know, you go through that. that uh, it might have even been gender that said this. But, like, when you get released, that first period, you get a little unmotivated, right? But then all of a sudden, you get motivated, 
probably after that first couple of weeks, you get motivated, yeah. you get back in the gym, and the next thing you know, you're hitting the weights hard. And then before you know it, you come back and you're jacked and you're looking in great shape. Uh, we like, saw that with Roman Reigns. Remember that time he was suspended? And oh yeah. and he came back looking just You like, see him now. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. You see him now. The dude is jacked. I'm like, bro, this yeah. is the this is the dad bod of a, of a guy with five kids. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And 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 even um uh even when when John Moxley uh at the time known as Dean Ambrose, you know, when he came back from his major injury, you saw how big and jacked he was. He had got walking he out like like whoa! You Walking know out I mean? with that haircut, just all. I'm like, bro, who is this? Exactly, exactly. It's 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 great to see. You know, I mean, it, it, I'm 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 loving the build on them. You know, sometimes to be taken seriously, you kind of have to, you know, put on a new yeah. look like that. Because look what it's done for Drew. Look look at how Drew is a main eventer. You know what I mean? I mean, he had that title on him prematurely anyway, but the fact that he was able to legitimately look it and look at how he beat Brock. Because he legitimately looked like a guy. If you put Brock. exactly, if you took the Drew McIntyre of the early stages, the, the tall, lengthy, slim one, and put that guy up against Brock, would you legitimately say, "Yeah, he's gonna beat up Brock"? Versus the Drew that you see today. Yeah, I think you that's know? the reason. I think that's the reason why a lot of people didn't really 100% see Seth Rollins 100% beating Brock easily without it being predetermined. Yeah. Because Seth is kind of slim. Yeah, he he's a little jacked, but he's yeah. still small. Yeah. Whereas Drew is tall. I think Drew is taller than Brock. Yeah, he so, was taller. He so was he's taller. taller than Brock, and then he bulked out and just came back as big swole. Basically, he's the big swole of <laughs> WWE. Exactly. So he he came out. I'm like, bro. As soon as he hit that Claymore at the Royal Rumble, I'm like, oh yeah, he's beating Brock. <laughs> he's beating Brock. It, it was it was it was solidified. I mean, it just. I love to see when a when a wrestler kind of transforms and reinvents themselves. Now, no way, Jose. On the other hand, I don't know what the heck he's been going through? Mm, who, who who thought? Who told him that was a good? You, I bro. Don't know. No way, Jose or Jose, whatever your name is. You stole my man EC3's bar, flow for flow, bar for bar. What is wrong, bro? <laughs> what is wrong, cuz? No. Yeah, Except for the uh, hair, like I don't know what you were doing with the hair, like bro. I, the it, hair, that's, you threw me off a little bit. I'm like, yeah. Are you? If that's your preference, that's your lifestyle. All power to you, but, huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, yeah, truth, you know, because uh, I mean, I I don't I don't know what uh what his you know I don't know what his sexuality is or whatever. It's not really necessarily about that part. But no, it's not. It's, it's looks, not. it's just it's like, just it just threw us off because you went from a puffy hair, mm -hmm. like afro in NXT to mm -hmm. I think at one point he had green braids that was like long, and then he yeah, cut man, it went I, right back to stealing he went, that from Naomi, by the way. Yes, you know? like you steal everybody's <laughs> flow, bro, bar for bar. Like what is going on? <laughs> but you know. He went through Listen. those transitions, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. He's just changing his hair or whatever. And then when he came down with the long hair, I'm like, yeah, are you cool? Like, what is the – like, he didn't really explain the gimmick. I'm like, what is the – what are you What are you trying to do with your independent gimmick? Like, I don't even yeah. – one, I don't even know your name outside of No Way Jose. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so and, it's and, like – You know, and, and there's a – there's there's a uh, – there was a, a page or something I follow where there, there's legit – you know, because, again, there are No Way Jose fans out there, and and – I applaud you because you're a fan of what you like, so there's nothing wrong with that. 
uh, I root for the guy. You know, I want to see him succeed. I love when I love those stories of guys who weren't really, you know, they were mid to lower mid card or jobber even, you know, reinventing themselves and, and getting bigger and better. We see it all the time. I love those stories. Uh, so I root for this man to, to, to find himself and get better. But it's like, now I saw... I say, look at Juice Robinson. Remember Juice Robinson? Yes. CJ Parker or CJ Parker in NXT? Yeah. I, will, yeah. I, I hope yeah. he never goes back to WWE, to be honest with you, because... Nah, they wouldn't know how to book. They wouldn't know how to book Juice Robinson. They would probably give him the cardboard gimmick again, and then get mad at him for busting up Kevin Owens's nose. Mm-hmm. I'm like, stay mm-hmm. in Japan, bro. Yeah, you, you lucked Some- out personally and professionally. You you're in Japan. You got Tony Storm on your arm, bro. You you winning in life. Ooh, you good. You winning, boy. You got Tony Storm on your side. You winning. You winning. <laughs> you winning. You winning. winning. But uh. No, I just, I just, I, I say that because I'm, I'm curious to know, like, when I look at what's going on. I mean, with him, there was a look he had where he had completely a shaved head. I, I can't remember if it was bald or he just had a low fade, but he looked bad, like legit, like a legit badass. You know what I mean? Like somebody right. that would legit. And and he had a gimmick. He had the, you know, because I know he's, you know, of, of Dominican descent, so he had the Dominican flag and. It was like a like a like a he was like a territory kind of guy or something something with his gimmick. But it was it was like I saw the highlights of it and was like, now this dude needs to be in WWE or wherever somewhere. It's like they keep slapping these guys with gimmicks that doesn't work with the modern day, and it's like. It's 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 kind of like WWE went from over gimmicky in the '80s and the '90s to the attitude error, to the ruthless aggression error, yeah. to where now it's just like you're at a meh stage. Yeah, so. you're in a meh. You're taking guys in an era that don't need gimmicks anymore, no. trying to put a gimmick on them where it doesn't work for them. Because kayfabe is dead. <laughs> exactly. You know, it, it is. I mean, no one's going to look at Jose, No Way Jose and be like, oh, bro, let's conga line. No. <laughs> You know, I mean, you see Miro, he doesn't even want to go by that R word anymore because he doesn't like that name anymore. He hates it. So we're not going to address him by that name. Miro. You know, Miro, which, by the way, it's a crime seeing all these debuts. Why hasn't well, I seen my man Miro yet, guys? He kind of he tested positive. So, uh, yeah, he can't really mm. go anywhere. So. <laughs> All right. Well, in in a matter of time, yeah. because you will. He, I think he's somewhere. Uh, but where? Yeah. This whole this whole rumor where he's talking about he wants to be just a streamer and not a not only not a wrestler anymore, bro. Stop lying. <laughs> stop I lying. agree. I agree. And we we gonna get we gonna get into this because there's still a lot. We've seen some of these free agents kind of land in little homes right now. But there's still so much talent left on the market right now. We're gonna get to that to go into this here meat situation. You know, maybe even do like a little draft or something. You know, what we got left. You know, but uh, uh, what I want to know. Okay, so. Did anybody outside of Mr. Cardona from last night's AEW stand out where it was like uh in a good way? Good way, bad way, in between, man way. Girl or... bye. <laughs> what the 
I knew it. I knew it was coming. The shock of the day. And her fans, her fans are excited. I didn't see the trend. She is back, baby. What the I ain't gonna lie. I like Cameron. I like her. Hopefully she learned how to pin somebody. Because remember when she had that feud with Naomi and she pinned, tried to pin on her stomach and told the referee to count it? <laughs> I would say hopefully she learned how to find what's a good match that's not Molina versus Alicia Fox. Yeah, please don't ask her what her um, favorite match is. Please, please don't. <laughs> you know, but, you know, Adrian, look, Ariane, we, we love you. You know, bring, come on to the show. You know what I mean? We're trying, we're trying to reach out. Get you on the show. You know, let's, let's talk about this experience because I see you picked one heck of a teammate. That's for sure. Please Nala don't get yourself killed in the process of this, though, because that worries that pin, me. If you take that pin, she's probably going to eat you alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, uh, I mean, you barely, <laughs> you, you know how that went with you and Naomi. I mean, Naomi was the muscle. You was kind of the mouthpiece. And, you know, when that broke away and you kind of stood out on your own, well, you know, Naomi kind of put you in place a little bit. So, God forbid what Nyla does, because that's twice the person Naomi is. So, uh, and then you're gonna best be, of luck to you, girl. That's and then you're going to be verbally disparaged upon by Vicky and Guerrero. So, mm. uh, don't screw up. Don't screw, no, don't screw up. up, you know. But I, but I am happy to see her back in the, in the field. I didn't know if she was going to really you, return to it. I'm going to be real with you. I was never a fan of her, but at the same time, as long as you, if you got some work, I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you. Like, get you some work. Like, yo, if you, if you improve, you improve. But when and I was, when I, and four you probably has, now. like, four, four years. years, it took you four years to train. And I'm like, yo, I'm like, you tried the reality star thing, it didn't really work because reality TV only lasts so long. But if you, if, hey, I'm, 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 I'm watching. I'm like, yo. I'll Look. let you know. And this is the voice where you'll know if it was crap, it was crap. I'll tell you it was crap. But if it was good, it was good. So I'll that's what I'm saying. And I'm always giving people a fair chance. Like when I first I'm 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 be I'm be real with you. When I first saw I was like, for real? <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, this 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 is a legit thing. Okay. But then when I looked at it, they need women. So cause yeah. AEW's women's division is lackluster. And they need personality, and she definitely brings that to the table because the, the her strongest point, more than anything, is her charisma. Um, I I am kind of like you guys as far as if you say, I like her because I've seen what she offers as far as I, wrestling-wise. I was like, okay, she's a good person to beat up uh, if, you, if you're trying to make someone look good. She's the <laughs> kind of person... No, seriously, because you got, you know, think of a of a rock star Spud, for example, like when he was a heel. Uh, and, you know, he's a little guy. You're not going to take him serious. Or even Spike Dudley. When Spike Dudley was heel and he had his, you know, muscle. He had the Dudleys as his muscle. And oh, he yeah, he's like the, the boss. boss. Yeah, you know, he's the boss, but you're like, bro, you're like, you're like pint size. I can beat you with my pick. finger. You're yeah, you know, but he played it. So well, even even Gregory Helms for crying out loud when he's Gregory Helms, you know what I mean? I mean, like guys and girls who are clearly not. I mean, we've seen it, you know. Uh, I actually kind of like that they've even paired her with Nyla because maybe 
at some point. Now, I mean, you have Vicky there, so Vicky's kind of the mouthpiece, but somehow, some way, sometimes Which I still don't like get. Him. Like, I, I get Vicky needs work, but Nala, she cuts a solid promo to me. I didn't really get that pairing. I'm like, she doesn't that really need a mouthpiece to me. That is true. She is one of those. She, Nala doesn't really need a mouthpiece because she can talk on the mic, so that is true. Uh, but I get the dynamic, I guess, as far as when you got a monster, they shouldn't have to cut a promo most times, you know, just let them go out there and do what they do. And How many pro- how many managers do they have in AEW now? Like 10? <laughs> it seems like everybody has a manager. <laughs> yeah. One thing about AEW that's kind of throwing me off is they, they're giving us a little too much of what we don't see enough of in WWE. They need that balance, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's amazing how WWE doesn't take advantage of things like what AEW is doing and giving mouthpieces. Like, let's take an MVP, for example. It's like, okay, he I made like Bobby the Lash- He made Bobby Lashley so much better. I am going yeah, to be 100% yeah. with you. Bobby yeah. Lashley, the only thing they need to do is give him his headband back, and we we got a, a total package. <laughs> but, oh, you like the headband. I, I like not, the headband. I'm not a fan of the headband on Bobby. I like the headband. It's like, I don't bro, like you, it. It's like, bro, come on. I mean, granted, <laughs> as an impact person, when he added an impact, he was that was that was part of the badass gimmick that he had. That's what know, I'm saying. But I never liked it because I'm always thinking Ninja Turtle every time it's on. I'm sorry. I just look, man, I see Ninja Turtle when I see Bobby Lashley in a headband. It's big, <laughs> it's bald, and when it's colorful. And he's got red ones, blue ones, black ones, white ones. Orange. I'm like, nope. Uh-uh. Moose, you too. I don't like the ninja headband. Same case with you. I'm glad you got rid of he's, it, brother. He's, he's, the, he's the black karate kid, that being Moose. That's what that man is. I'm like, bro, this is all I'll think oh about is a karate kid. No, like no, every time he was, when he was no. wrestling with the headband, I'm like, bro, you look like, I'm like, you're doing well, grasshopper. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And, and and again, that's why I'm just like, yeah, no. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, no. You know what I mean? So I like Lashley without the headband. Keep it, keep it as is. You know what I'm saying? But I do like the pairing. I even like the fact that they done put my boy, the OG, my man Shelty. Shelton Benjamin. Finally Shelton. Getting some relevance in, you know what I'm saying? Benjamin. Now, do I like the fact how did, that they how did, how did new they do it? Shelton. Shelton. Benjamin. Wait, no, 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 no. I thought that was my boys, though. I oh, thought, I yeah, thought yeah, 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 yeah. I ain't going to lie like to you. I am not going to lie to you. The Usos and the New Day have wrestled so many times. I begin to mix up sometimes. You get it mixed up. I understand I just, that, my friend. I don't know why. I, I get it. Listen, I, I get it. I don't know it. why. It's like, bro, because they because they, they they went back and forth so many times. I'm like, wait, who said who said that? Who said, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and those are two tag teams that aren't going anywhere anytime soon. But I, I pray one day, someday, even though it probably won't happen. I would love to see the Usos come to an AEW or an Impact Wrestling and wrestle some of these up-and-coming tag teams or these tag teams that, you know, the loose. Bro- There's so many because WWE doesn't take advantage of these tag teams. And I'm I think like, WWE, they need to get out of their way and stop trying to isolate themselves and just be like, you know what? Here, come for a tournament and just do a cross-promotion. Because it's, it's not that hard. It's not that hard. I hate, I hate the way they do that. 
I'm telling you, man, because even with AEW, like, it's to a point where they're almost having too many tag teams, where you're almost forgetting. They like, just signed oh. FTR on Wednesday, so. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Thank God the good brothers are in Impact. I was like, thank you for bringing them over here, because I don't think they should go to AEW, because they were. that's already a pack. They were. They were. Oh, when I it first know. started. When it first started, but, you know. I know. <laughs> believe me. Believe me. I know. But I'm glad they're in Impact, because. Impact has a nice tag division in its own right. You know, you got the North, you got, um, you know, uh, Chum and Scum, you know, and, and all of, you know, like, and, and it, it's, it's building up in its own right. So I like spreading the wealth in a way, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, it's, right. it's a good thing, you know, so props to it, you know, props to what's going on with it. Uh, but I, I look at this and I'm just saying, like, when you look at Cameron, because this is where we kind of, <laughs> with her right okay so with cameron where, where i was saying with my fandom I'm, I'm a fan of hers to a degree i'm not a fan of her as a wrestler unless she's just one of those getting beat up because again i feel like she's oh she knows how to sell she knows yeah, how to she, sell she, she knows how to sell make a talent look good but again four years off who knows now? Maybe she might. She she might. She might impress the people and actually show like, hey, I can do some stuff offensively now too, and and I might change you smarks out there. You know, you smarks. Yeah, you smarks. smarks. Might be able to get y'all. You know, to, on my side and understand like, hey, I've improved, improved. You know what I'm saying? I took right, this serious. Right. I really do love this. Uh, and and that's where I was telling with Derek. It's like I get. We have they have to impress the smarts, but at the same time they have to remember that is they they don't make up the entire population of yeah. viewers. You they can don't. do stuff to please them, but they this whole cancel culture and all that stuff they did not really make up the population. Yeah, at no, all. not at all. And, hey, and hey, Derek, insert transition. I have to go use the restroom. Insert the transition. Ah, right. Transition, <laughs> baby. We'll be right back with this intermission. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I guess in the meantime, I would just love to say that, um, yeah, with, with what's going on, AEW really had a stellar surprise. Uh, what I love about what's been going on is that basically while everything has been going on, you, you, you know, Impact Wrestling has a bevy of new talent, up and coming talent, and some of these free agents, you know. Uh, the basis of this here episode is really to just say that I was chopping it up with some people and an epiphany came to my mind and I realized this pandemic that we are in right now has actually been the best thing for professional wrestling. Why? Well, in the words of the illustrious Vince McMahon, it's time to shake things up again. Well, Vince, for such a known catchphrase, it's amazing how a pandemic actually took what you would do with your own roster and you actually, the world said, oh, it's time to shake things up again, for real. Where it shake forced it you, it forced you to release all this talent <laughs> that you had stored away and was doing absolutely nothing with. Uh -oh. And now look. Uh -oh. Now you got all these free agents and look at where they're showing up at. Uh -oh. And in a matter of one day, they're looking way more better of a bigger deal than they ever did in their entire run in your company. 
So this brings me, now that my awesome tag team partner is back, you guys didn't know because this part's all edited. And that was the intermission <laughs> and we're back from it. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Josh, welcome back because basically what I wanted to say here, you know, now that we've kind of inserted how we feel about Cameron, again, I just want to say, Cameron, look, I'm looking forward to seeing what you do. I can't wait to see if you've improved. Either way, I do know this. You add charisma in a much-needed women's division. Uh, yeah. And it, it, you are it, one heck of a mouthpiece. You know it what needs I'm it needs charisma because yes. it's only so much entertainment I can get from watching a wrist lock and a headlock. I need some yeah. entertainment. You need some entertainment. And Cameron, I know for a fact, is going to bring that. You know what I'm saying? Like, regardless of what she has or hasn't improved in with her in-ring abilities, two things are certain. She's a mouthpiece with a lot of charisma. She's attractive and she can definitely sell to make the good guy or the baby face look a lot better. So that that's, being said, I'm not saying that's the thing that a lot of people need to, um, cause that's a conversation I was having with Derek off, mm -hmm. off air. They, the lost, they have lost the art of selling and telling a story. Everything is always acrobatics and let, or what Randy Orton says, leg slap. You let you slap in your leg. Slap, slap, slap. And it's like, and it's it's too many false finishes. So it's like yeah. to see certain characters that we can get to tell a story, yeah. I'm all for it. And if, yeah. Cam if Cameron can bring that to the table to in this women's division, yes, for those who listen to me from this podcast and those who listen to me from the Gresham Unleashed podcast, mm -hmm. I, am, I am going to say this to the day I die. The AEW women's division is lackluster because they don't have character. That's just me. If you agree with it, I hope you do. But it's like they need more character. They need more vignettes. They need more yeah. promo packages or whatever. Uh, let the women interact with the men more to give them a character from there. So it's, it's so many things that you can do that is like we need that. Because the women's division, when they first put it on Reho, I'm like, this, this ain't it. When they did put it on Nala, it was going in the right direction. Then they put it on Sheeta. I'm like, okay, this is somewhat okay. Somebody but then it's, it's like now it's just like okay you got Britt Baker you got Big Swole that's it yeah see Nyla Nyla represents the monstrous figure mm -hmm. um, and then of course Sheeta represents the workhorse because again she can put on great matches the problem yeah, is she she's Japanese and again in respect to most Japanese talent outside of Asuka <laughs> they lack a lot of charisma <laughs> you get what I'm saying so you got to you know, uh, it's like she has that serious demeanor. She has that she's serious demeanor, but she also needs a, a character that will flip with her, that will make her a little bit like to balance her out. Like you, you want to know why The Rock and Stone Cold worked? It's because they had two different personalities. When you had the corporate champion and you had the the rebel, they worked. You had Mr. McMahon, you had Stone Cold that work because they was complete polar opposites. Sheeta is missing her polar opposite. Nyla is missing her polar opposite. All these people are missing their polar opposite and we need to give a reason why such and such is a polar opposite. So yeah. it's like they're, they're missing so many key details and the only person and like people like to blame Vince for man for a lot of things. I'm blaming Tony Khan because he has the final say. It's like, bro, you need to look at this script and say, how are we going to get these women over? Because they're not getting over. And I'm not even talking from a Marks fan. I'm talking from a casual. If I let my sister watch AEW right now, she 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 speeds past the women's division segment. 
because they're so just there. She's like, I forgot this was on. Like you forget. And it's like, okay, <laughs> that was not it. The, like not the it. last two ones, man. Telling you, man. It it listen, you, you don't have to even tell me about it, bro. Like, you know I know. Uh I love I love character and what's going on. Um and it's 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 like, hey, uh, because again, even with impact, I'll tell you this much, they find a way to definitely bring character to their women's division. Um, when I look at what Kiara Hogan I, I like the fact that Kiara Hogan and Tasha Stills have formed a nice little uh alliance of some sorts. They go great together. Uh, and I was oh, like, yeah. Tasha Steele, that's my girl. I, yeah, like, from the few, so few times that I've seen her, because like I said, I wasn't following Impact before Slammiversary. Yeah. I'm like, who is that? And yeah. and it wasn't more so like the typical weird old like, oh, I'm attracted to her. It's like, bro, who is that? Because she yeah. is good. Yeah, <laughs> so when good. I when I see her and the way she just brings, just she's smooth with it. She reminds me, she's Impact's big swole. In a way, yeah. She, and that's she, what the, she is. She, they, need, they need to put the skyrocket behind Big Soul because she has that she has that charisma. You, you could argue that, and then you could also even say, and, I, and no pun intended with this, because I love Kiara, you could even say Kiara is kind of like their Naomi. So it kind of kind of it kind of uh coincides in a way. Yeah. In a way, you know what I'm yeah. saying? But you you think know, she might it, have yeah. a little she might have a little more charisma than Naomi, even though Naomi is is, is great in her own way. I think Kiara might have a little bit more charisma than Naomi does, but like that, what they're doing together that we know of, because you know they don't give her no opportunities. So. Uh, well, that is true. So. Yeah, that we know of. Um, <laughs> so you know, um, I do like what what they're doing. I mean, everybody's showing even Deanna Parazu for crying out loud. Oh yeah. Again, just the fact that this woman has literally in a short amount of time come to impact has already won the impact women's division championship from jordan grace of all people at that just signifies like yo they already made her a big deal which yeah. wwe failed to do because you practically forgot about her in wwe because and now nxt we... like we're not we, we for those yeah. who think we overpraise nxt or who think i overpraise nxt no i will bash nxt if it wasn't good and mm -hmm. the fact that they didn't use Deanna Perrazzo is a crime to me. So, mm -hmm. and the fact that they, they released her over people who are not as talented is also mind blowing to me. I'm like, because I don't want nobody to lose their job, but I would, I would have been, I wouldn't have batted too much of an eye if they would have got rid of Lacey Evans and not Deanna Perrazzo. That's just me. That's just my personal preference. <laughs> oh, see, that's a tough one. Cause I, I, I like Lacey in a different way. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I like I, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. If they would have gotten rid of her instead of Deanna, I wouldn't have been uh, as yeah. like, cause Lacey has her opportunity. She's been on the main roster. Deanna was still that's in true. NXT. That's so true. it was like, you kind of pulled the rug from up under her. And that's just me that's being true. a semi-biased Deanna Perrazzo fan. So it's like, that's, true. that's just me. That's just my honest opinion. So. If anything, I see your Lacey, and I would have replaced it with Dana Brooke. 
Dana Brooks the kind of person that needs matter of fact, I retract what I just said. Yeah, Dana Brooks. Yeah. Lacey, yeah. okay, um, you're 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 safe from my 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 um my because because Lacey got a charisma to her. She's better as a heel. I'm glad they took her back to a heel role. That was random though. Um, Let's be real. That was random. It was like it, it was. It's it like was, wait, she's but, a heel now. <laughs> but if you if you think about it, what else were they supposed to do? Because who else is there outside of freaking Sasha and Bailey? That is a credible women's heel. Because you don't know what the heck Charlotte is these days. All you know with her is that they just catapult her and she's the queen. The around. She's That's the it. Queen. Yeah, she's she, the queen. You don't know is she heel or is she face? I don't she's, know. That's literally I think that's I literally that's the way they describe it. They were like, you got the heels, you got the baby face, and then you have Charlotte. <laughs> pretty much, yeah, pretty pretty much. So it it just it, you know, you 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 know, I, I like that she's back. I feel like Lacey, after seeing what Lacey was as a baby face, it's like she has no, it, some people just better as heels than they are baby faces. And I, I've seen enough of her baby face run to know. And nah, you're better as a heel. You just it's something your gimmick fits it better. Honestly, I told this I told people this all the time. I said if I ever do decide to become a wrestler, I will without doubt be a heel, because I like I feel like you have more freedom to be when you're a heel. Unless you're like this guy right here, who can be charismatic as a babyface, and you love him, man. Look at a smile like this, man. Come on, <laughs> how would you not love a babyface like this? Guy? Oh you know man, I mean? like. It, obviously, you know, there are people who can make the baby face role work. But there are some who really can't. It, it, it's a certain, for example, Rey Mysterio, the ultimate baby face of baby faces. The man draws to the kids and the adults, everybody, a little bit of everybody loves Rey because it's Rey. You know what I'm saying? And he can back it up in the ring. So you have cases like that where, you know, now in today's case, I guess, yeah, well, even maybe a Keith Lee. I give Keith Lee as an Yo, did you see his promo on NXT? I did. That was my man. Got listen. The delivery. Man. That's what that. That's what I'm getting. That's what I'm getting at with the women's division and uh, everybody. That yeah. is the lost art. When you tell when your delivery of a promo, it didn't feel like he was reading from a script. Yeah. He it looked like he was legitimately pissed off. Yeah. Keith Lee is the type of person that I would want to be want to hug and not get body slammed by. That's the type of person Keith Lee came off as. And that promo, I'm like, perfection. I'm telling you, man. He, uh, I hope, I really kind of hope they keep that title. I hate that they got him and Cross. Uh, they basically so set him up as a transitional champion, basically. It darn near sounds like it. And I, I really kind of hate that because Keith should kind of breathe with that for a little bit. But knowing maybe, them, hopefully they, they might do a, um, a screwy finish if they do face off. They might just kind of to the kind of prolong it. I wouldn't yeah. mind it. I, I wouldn't mind it either. I mean, you could keep them down there a little, a little longer, just a little longer. You know it, it's mean? like it's not going to really make it. I think the thing is, they it's not really going to make a difference if you shuffle people around because there's no crowd. There's no legit crowd, so it's kind of like you kind of you kind of, and that's why I kind of don't really. I think the entire heel versus babyface dynamic can be suspended a little bit. When it comes yeah. to like championship matches, you can have a baby face versus a baby face, a heel versus a heel because you got the crowd. I mean, you're, they're not playing to a crowd; they're literally telling a story. Mm -hmm. so, I agree. I agree. But as we know with Vinnie Mac, 
That's not going to be the case because he likes to stick to the traditional format, and I get it. But what can you say, man? It's, he it's won't wonder why his ratings are down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Declining day by day by day, you know, and it is what it is. But uh, nonetheless, that I'm gonna bring this back to the initial meat of what I have for my brother right here, my tag team partner. This right here was an epiphany that I had on the other night, and I realized that this pandemic was the best thing that ever happened to the world of wrestling. Because, in a way, because again, as we know, WWE held all of this talent. They were signing people left and right, left and right, left and right. Why? Because of the AEW effect, as JD from NY would say, also oh, greatly, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and just the fact that not even just AEW, but your Ring of Honors and your Impact Wrestlings and your New Japans and all of these other promotions out here that wrestlers can go and reinvent themselves and be way bigger and better deals than they ever were in this WWE company. Because right now, it seems the only thing WWE really has going for them is the history, the stature, and the mainstream appeal. Man, that's not even that much. I'm about to say, that's not even that much. (laughs) Uh, These days, maybe not. But, I mean, you still tell the average man who doesn't really know much or or anything about wrestling. They still refer to it as WWF. That's lets you know how how much people have turned off because they don't even realize that it's WWE now. So, yeah. Unless unless it's a cross-marketing kind of deal, you know, because even the cross-marketing attempts that they do, people know it's WWE. But... Nonetheless, uh, yeah, it, 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 an average person that doesn't know our intellect of wrestling the way we do. Yeah, we pay attention to everything. They know <laughs> that when they hear WWE or F, whatever, chances are, if you're there, they're going to know you just off the name, right? But yeah. in today's world, Cause let's not get let's not get it to my say. Let's not get it twisted. WWE is a marketing juggernaut. Like as soon as you see wrestling or sports entertainment, you hear WWE. You're starting to hear AEW because they're less than a year old and because they've been getting traction and because they're tied to to, to the cons and Jacksonville. So it's kind of like they're getting that that second. They're the second biggest company in North America. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it makes sense. So, so I'm glad you brought up Mr. Khan because that's what kind of set off this epiphany in my head. And I was just like, well, I got to bring my tag team partner, my favorite analyst, fan to fan, brain to brain, man to man to see in a fantasy kind of world, if we could make this happen, who would you want to represent each company in a sense of this way? Because AEW, as we know, started off as an idea, a thought. People didn't want to take it serious. People just like, ah, we'll see what happens. But what happened? Tony Khan, just a little old son of an owner of a nice little NFL team by the name of the Jacksonville Jaguars. No big deal. Mm, Suddenly gets with these guys, these wrestling minds, and known as the elites. And before you know it, well, they put their ducks in a row and before you know it, everything becomes legit and then here comes the press conference, here comes the, the pre-shows and then before you know it, AEW is a full 
full-fledged product. And look at what it's been able to do in less than a year, as you mentioned, behind big time money, which takes me back to the original days of wrestling when you had your territories. And then Vince McMahon Jr. said, screw that. I'm going to break the number one rule of you don't take the top talent from every territory. And he did it anyway. Yeah. And he made this global juggernaut, which we appreciate because it actually played out over the years. We love wrestling the way we do because of what you did. But things always have a way of coming to bite you back in the butt. And in today's case, in the year 2020, 2020. who would have thought that a simple pandemic can shake things up again? <laughs> who would have thought a pandemic literally said, oh, yeah, Vince, we're going to shake it up all right. Mm -hmm. Only this time, we're going to shake it up for real, for real. Forcing you we're to down. release all of the talent that you had in your grasp. That you were just sitting on, just to sit on. <laughs> and now you've released all this talent. And now they have the opportunity to go here, 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 and here. So then I thought, hmm, well, there's a lot of dope promotions out there right now. There's your MLWs. There is your NWA Powers. There is your Impact Wrestlings, your New Japan Pro Wrestlings. You know what I'm saying? There's so yeah. many. Your House of Glories. There's so many promotions out there. And I thought, hmm, well, Tony Khan was able to help make AEW become already just such a top-notch juggernaut to the WWE in such a short amount of time. So right. imagine, <laughs> imagine if we did these wrestling promotions kind of like the NBA does with all of these separate organizations. Uh. Okay. Imagine just assigning one billionaire owner. Because think about WCW. It was the Raffle. same exact formula. W Mr. Ted w Turner. Ted Turner, a man who knew <laughs> nothing about pro wrestling. Nothing at all. He just wanted to expand. And he said, you know what? I'm going to make a wrestling promotion. <laughs> and I got the money. Because I own freaking Turner. So why not? And look at what happened. WCW went on to create one of the most epic wars that we have known to this day. And AEW is well on its way of doing kind of sort of the same thing in its modern day way. So imagine if you had ownerships. Think of a Mark Cuban with the Dallas Mavericks and all the money he's got. And we know you're a wrestling fan. So, Mr. Mark Cuban, if somehow, some way, someone in the Dallas area happens to know you and can pitch this to you, hey, sir, you ever thought about just going and doing your research on one of these wrestling companies? Maybe, you know, because I thought about Impact Wrestling, and I said to myself, well, okay, Dixie Carter, yes, you ran it into the ground. Yes, your family had lots of money, but you ran it into the ground because you got a little bit power tricky. You know, you wanted to try to outdo you know what I mean? AEW makes it clear. WWE light. Yeah, you know, AEW makes it clear. We ain't trying to be y'all, albeit some of you smarts out there. I see what you're saying. Some <laughs> of y'all are saying, oh, here you go getting these washed up WWE guys. Oh, but you're not trying to be WWE. Uh, sir, it's called opportunity. Okay. It's <laughs> called giving someone a chance to really show what they can do because they were just sitting there and catering. 
You get what I'm saying? So, hey, don't call them washed up because all of a sudden when they blow up in this new co company, then you're going to sit there and say, gosh, I was wrong, you know? Because everybody comes from somewhere. No one's always completely homegrown. I'm about to say, if you want to be real, AJ Styles is a TNA guy. <laughs> Old Joe is a Ring of Honor guy. Uh, who else? Bobby Roode. Ryan. Bobby Roode is a TNA guy. CM Punk, Ring of Honor guy. Technically, Bobby Lashley's a TNA guy. Yeah. Well, because his real run comes. His from, real run was in TNA. It was in TNA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you really TNA, honestly GFW, remember? Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> TNA, GFW, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Do, you, do you really remember his first original WWE run? People? I know he represented Trump. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Uh, but that's, that's a regretful decision nowadays. Isn't that's it? all I remember. That's all I really remember. And, and that's, that's all it. we're, we're going to keep that memory and act like it didn't even happen. That's yeah. what we're going to do. But nonetheless, uh, <laughs> that's, again, going back to the basis of this. Mr. Josh Gresham, just imagine some of these dope billionaire owners out here. And imagine, you know, because again, with Tony Khan, who would have thought? He had a son that's a wrestling fan and said, you know what? Yeah, I love getting involved. So imagine if more owners did like Mr. Khan. And got with some of these promotions, you know, the MLWs, the new, well, New Japan kind of doesn't need it. They are what they are. But yeah, they got the their MLW, own empire. Yeah, they, they got their own empire. empire. They, they're good. You know what I'm saying? They're same level as WWE, if not bigger. It, it just depends. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's a whole different country. So it is what it is. But to the MLWs, the Ring of Honors, the Impact Wrestlings, and all of these people around, just imagine if they put some legit money money into these companies and said, hey, you need a TV network? Let's go shop around and see what major network we can put you on. Hmm. Hmm? Okay, bet. All right. Now, you got talent, right? You got people that you can market? All right, cool. Merchandise sales. Off the roof. X, Y, Z. You know, because imagine what these promotions are doing independently on their own. So now if oh, you yeah. take the billions of dollars to where they give them a budget that goes off out the roof can you imagine right now especially with all of this bevy of talent that's still sitting around imagine you know kind of like again just like in the nfl and the nba you know the nfl the nba is an actual brand right it's football it's basketball but within those brands you got different brands because each team is its own brand the Chicago Bulls, the LA Lakers, the New York Knickerbockers. You know what I'm saying? There you go. It's just, it, the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, the Dallas Cowboys. You get what I'm saying? Imagine freaking, hey, oh my God, Jerry freaking Jones, y'all. Imagine a man of his caliber. Look what he did to the freaking Dallas Cowboys for crying out loud. Can you imagine this man? going to an MLW or an Impact Wrestling and saying, you know what? I could be that much richer because this wrestling business thing, man, I don't know if you owners really understand this. Wrestling in its own right is a money maker. <laughs> and if you bring your dollars to this product, it's going to grow exponentially. And then you look at WWE success, and a man with your caliber, Jerry Jones, with your kind of money, Mark Cuban, with your kind of money, 
y'all can go light years ahead of what Vince is doing. So, my brother, think about this for a second. Who in the right mind would what promotion and what owner would you like to tag team together to say, I think they could legitimately change the whole game and be honestly, on that top tier level? I'm about to say, honestly, if someone wanna be if I want to be real with you, if someone buy out legitimately buys uh NWA. Mm, and okay. and kind of merge it with modern day wrestling and kind of still have that old school feel mm-hmm. and kind of like if if I had to put like if anybody if Mark Cuban wanted to um go to uh bring, relocate NWA from Atlanta to to Dallas mm-hmm. to to kind of bring it and bring it up and build it up Mm-hmm. I'm all for it because it get, it gives you that NWA to me it gives you that old school mentality being like if you're a fan of of storytelling and slow build and and quick execution and just whatever yeah. if they get that mentality and put it with the mindset or the philosophy of a of an AEW with the like with the network I'm all mm-hmm. for it I'll be I I will subscribe to that that situation because. Mm-hmm. You got the current you got the current juggernauts right now that ain't really they, they they're getting it but they're not getting it at the same time because everybody exactly. nobody expected this pandemic to happen but exactly. I would 100% like if if it's not NWA I would say someone needs to really get 100% behind Impact Wrestling because yes now that they mine. now that they've accept now that they separate themselves from TNA mm-hmm. and or well, not really TNA GFW because that whole tri- it was that, that partnership one, didn't work out as well. As it was that one period where they was literally TNA Impact, Impact Wrestling, GFW Impact, GFW Impact Wrestling, yeah. so just strictly Impact Wrestling. You had literally name changes within the span of a month and some change. Yeah, you, you, it was kind of confusing to the point where I was like, you know what, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I'm not gonna lie, that was a tough season, and and this is what also sparked this conversation because I thought about. You have wrestling fans of every promotion, and then you have some of those fans who are specifically dedicated to one promotion, right? right. Because they feel like that promotion does everything they feel is, you know, somebody like for how what you brought up about NWA Power. Somebody may be more of a fan of the old school like style, but does appreciate the new school and likes the fact that okay, that's doing it right. They're building. They're, they got veterans, they got a nice mix, you know, whatever, right? And say, okay, if this is built up this way, man, this can go light years, X, Y, Z. Uh, and I thought about the fact that I was like, it's kind of like being a dedicated fan to your Los Angeles Lakers. If you're a Los Angeles Lakers fan, you just lost Kobe Bryant to retirement, and now you realize, dang, man, we got to rebuild. We got to rebuild this thing because we've been this identity for so long. Now we got to rebuild. And that's what Impact was doing. That's why I've stuck with Impact because say what you will, they haven't died. They never went out of business. <laughs> they not. That, to my understanding, the only promotion that ever went out of business was WCW. And from what we've seen in those documentaries, well, we know why. That was a, so, that was a corporate decision, not really more so of the ratings, because they said they were still getting they were still getting high ratings. I was were. mentioning I was mentioning to Derek back in WCW and versus WWF. 
it was literally it, at, at one point they literally had not over nine million people watching both shows combined. That's Raw true. had a six. Raw had a six point one rating, and Nitro had a four point three. Yeah, that's a that's total true. of over nine million people. So I'm like, that's true. I'm like, whoa. That, so it wasn't a ratings point. It was because they was losing money because they was paying all these billionaires who didn't who should have been retired in the '80s. Like I was watching a 2000 episode of of Nitro just for my mm-hmm. um, my podcast, mm-hmm. and I'm like, they had a segment where Hacksaw Jim Duggan was like. I'm I'm going to re- officially retire. I'm like, bro, you you should have retired in the '80s, bro. What are you still doing here? <laughs> yeah. and, and that was a lie, because what did we do? We saw that short stint to him back in the ruthless aggression era. So you clearly lied, brother. He lied. He lied. You know, but, so uh, six years later. Exactly, but uh, you know that's that's so true though. You know because again, even with that, I'm glad you brought that up because even with that, that was just a corporate decision more than anything. So they really, to this day, could. And even you could arguably say should still be around to this day to where it would have been another promotion in the mix. And they actually would have been light years ahead of AEW probably because really WCW were still around to this day. Then you would argue, okay, well, WWE probably wouldn't be as trash as it is at times or most times because. Because competition, honestly, I, I appreciate to this day AEW being a thing because it's like it's caused WWE to either be exposed for their lack of creativity mm-hmm. or to, for them to step up their game. And they honestly needed a, a nudge in, a, in, the, in their rib and be like, yo, we need to step up our game because even though, because let's be real, I know people don't, I know people think, I even I think sometimes social media is a toxic place. But yeah. if every last person who's on social media just don't watch wrestling, that's half of your 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 population who watches who still watches wrestling outside of the, the casuals who actually cares about what what is going on. Sure. Yeah, the po- it, it, if if this podcast ceases to exist, if my podcast ceases to exist, and just all podcasters just say, you know what, screw it, we're done watching wrestling, we're just going to watch whatever else. Wrestling would probably not be here anymore because it's it's like that's why I'm like I appreciate AEW and hopefully. And in the fantasy land, if it was anybody that wanted to be backing a company, it should be Impact because they have so many talents in there that is so slept on. Sammy Callahan is a fan. Is, I'm a fan of his. Yeah. Uh, who else is there? Um, you got Sammy Callahan. You got Sammy Callahan. Um, goodness, there's so many, dude. Like, there's so uh, many. Eddie and Edwards. Eddie you know Edwards. I mean? Yeah, when um, he, I'm a fan of Eddie Edwards when he was a dragon. I mean, not a dragon, a wolf. And not oh, the wolf, yeah, the hardcore version because it's like, yeah, kinda... the wolf, the wolf version was a little better than the the hardcore version of him. I'm still trying to get a little used to. I see he's I still can't get used to. He's he, it, yeah, kind like, of down a little bit. Can't champion. It's like they're trying to the open challenge. He's basically uh, impacts Cody with the impact world title open challenge. Let, now he's doing let, an open let, challenge. Come on, let's be honest. But I put more respect person. on that. The real person behind this is John Cena. Which cannot be cannot be honest, even though we know that honestly the man's making movie money, even though with the pandemic there is no movies right now. I'm kind of surprised WWE hasn't really seen this whole open challenge kind of jazz and hasn't tried to say, yeah, no what? He he doesn't have a contract with them no more. I think they let it expire. 
So his in-ring contract, I think they let his in-ring contract expire here. So okay, because I was gonna say it's a surprise to me that yeah, they like, tried I think to be it, like, "Yo, John, uh, you know, there's no movies going on right now, so why don't you go ahead and just come back, you know, do some." But then that'll go right against what Vince says because he said he's he's he came out and said he's trying to build new talent. But we got Big Show versus Randy Orton in the main event. Two weeks ago, so. <laughs> this is true. I mean, it, it would go against that grain, but just the fact off of just knowing that when he was U.S. champion and he did the open. Oh yeah, that game, was. To see how this is trickled down to what everybody, because he's the pioneer behind that whole open challenge thing. Now it seems in the because, modern in the modern day, because I mean, I think yeah. they've been doing open challenges for for, for years. But yeah, in, yeah, Taz, 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 yeah, that's what Taz, I'm saying in the past. Taz but he he kind of kind of got it to the younger audience because he was in his transitional phase to from overhyped and overrated to putting people over. So yeah. it's and I wouldn't even say he was already in my book. It was just more so it was just the marks just didn't like him because he yeah. was he was always shoved down our our throats. Yeah. But and then it's funny how those same marks are coming back and saying I miss John Cena. So it's even more hilarious to hey. me. I'd be laughing at people. <laughs> it's funny. Those same marks are even saying they miss Roman right now. Go figure. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Basically like, what happens when you don't have your big guns. Heck, now they're probably even saying, dang, Becky, why'd you have to go be a mom? I miss you too. I'm going to be know? honest with you. I was, in a way, I was kind of getting a little drained out of Becky because they she was there every week. It's like WWE's version of uh, how a champion is. It's like they have to be there every week. They have to do something every week. They don't have to be there every week. You can literally use that time to build up a number one contender, and then the champion can come out. Oh, so you want this shot? All right, let's do it. You don't. I think that's the reason why a lot of like AEW and Impact are working is because when they have when they're building to a big title title feud, their champion is not always on the show. This is true. This is true because uh, like Jordan Grace wasn't always even when she was champion. She wasn't always on the show. You know exactly. You know, uh, and and you're right. NXT even you know wasn't you didn't see everybody every week like that. You know, um, until they went two hours, of course. And now it seems like you're seeing everybody every time. But when they were in that oh, yeah. one hour block, you didn't see everybody because you mm. can't put everybody in one hour. You saw so. maybe two, three matches, mm. and the rest of them was like promo packages to build up the the return of such and such next week and the exactly. week after that. And then next thing you know, we got takeover and then everybody's just going back crazy exactly. with what with with they got, got in front of them. And honestly, to me, some people don't think so. NXT is the reason why AEW is a thing because we kept hyping up NXT to being the alternate, the true alternative to WWE because they want to, if you want to be real, AEW is an alternative to WWE, but NXT was always that true alternative to WWE or basically true alternative to Raw and SmackDown because yeah. Raw was you you got the you got the Brock Lesnar's like the, the part-timers all going crazy. SmackDown, even though it was good in 2016 to 2017, that was my that's my MVP year, 2016-2017. After that, it's like they dropped the ball and then it just went it, it it they became the same show so you saw nxt you're like okay that's the alternative yeah. aew they started off hot they have they it was at one point where aew was just insufferable to watch i don't know what it was it's just like this is terrible and yeah. then it bounced back up during the pandemic era and then it, and don't get me wrong this pandemic era has made it where it's kind of just it's, 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 it's all, all over the, yeah, yeah so 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If and, anything, and, and, and they're trying to real. It's like they're reeling you back in when they get these surprise appearances all of a sudden. But then they're gonna run like out. That. So it's like you got to build these. And that's I think that's my main gripe with AEW is like I'm not finna keep praising y'all, but it's like okay, I get it. Okay, we got a hype here, we got a hype there. But what's gonna happen when you get that transitional period where there's no more surprises? Yeah. Everybody done debut. Everybody done did this and that. Where are we going with this? Like, yeah. it's Sean Spears. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a that's a ball drop how, right there. How big of a deal that like was when he came? It was like, yo, yo, you know, exactly. And 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 what what has been of him now lately? Nothing. He has a you fist. He has a he has a glove. He's been rocking one of Tully's old 1980s glove. Hopefully, Tully washed it. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? Like, I mean, yeah. it just, I mean. By now, though, this man should have been like literally in the main event picture, in my opinion. By now, it's like By they now, it's like they slapped him with a gimmick that he can't do. They called him a chairman, but he he have yet to hit somebody with a chair. Yeah. <laughs> and then they did the transitional period where he was a newsman, and then they did the part where he was wrestling in his draws with Tully Blanchard's yeah. face over his crotch. Exactly. And then it's like once that happened at double nothing, I stopped taking him serious. I'm like, y'all literally just turned him into Todd Dillinger all over again. Yeah, man. <laughs> like, like you have to, you have to do it, man. Um, you you have to do it, and that's why it's just like even Jake Hager. I mean, you hear them mention. I mean, like, all right, when is this guy gonna actually win a title at some point? You know? Exactly. It's like a question. When is he? Y'all, and then y'all did that kind of semi-screwy finish with him versus Cody for the TNT title. Y'all going to put the title on him? Because to me, the inner circle, it, it feel like right now it's, it's reached its, its ceiling because it's, it's not going anywhere. Like, to me, yeah, Jericho so. n- never got his rematch for the world title. I'm surprised they, they ain't mentioned that lately. He's been yeah. feuding with Orange Cassidy. Yeah, and then the and Santana Ortiz are just – there, like I'm surprised they haven't been contending for yeah. the tag team titles. Why haven't they been? Yeah, they should have been tag. And then team Sammy just something. got back. Sammy just got back from suspension, so it's like, and and you're feuding him with Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy and, and I'm like, yeah. and then Matt Hardy don't even want to. He, he actually saying he don't even want to do the gimmicks anymore. Like he don't want to do the broken gimmick and none of that stuff. I'm like, bro, you literally just defeating the purpose of why we wanted you in AEW, bro. Because <laughs> if you don't be broken Matt Hardy, I don't care for just basic Matt Hardy. I'm just going to be honest with you. At basic Matt. Version one, at least, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, he, he's, like, I wanna be, I'm, he's like, I'm just going to be Matt Hardy. I'm like, bro, that's boring. No, because if you're going to be just basic Matt Hardy, then now, now you need Jeff so we can be the Hardy boys then. Exactly. It's <laughs> like, bro, you're defeating, <laughs> you're defeating the purpose of why we – Picked you over Jeff for that period of time where Broken Matt Hardy was at his peak, yeah. was at his at this top notch. It's because all, you, it was different. All that Impact Wrestling, nonetheless. It was I'm exactly. Just saying this is was, why I love being an Impact guy. Which again, I'm a man of all of these promotions. I am a wrestling fan, guys. But I'm saying, like, if you say out of all these promotions, which one I, I, I consistently will watch with no problem most times, it would be impact because of the fact that it's just, I mean, they're not perfect at all. Just keep just keep Katie Fours and Robin Dam off my TV and I'll be perfectly fine. Yeah, more so, Rob, Kate, more so Katie, because Rob, Rob's kind of funny in this little 
well, he's midlife crisis yeah, gimmick. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's kind of funny in this little gimmick he's in, but like Katie, on the other hand, it's too much. Put it that way. It's like she she's got a. I don't know what happened with her in ring. I've seen her in one match since she's been there. Uh, maybe I think I saw her in a battle royal too, and that was it. I don't know why she hasn't been wrestling because she's got a little. She's in ring wise, she's got a nice little build to her. She's got a little. Uh, and she's athletic as, as all get out, so she can do some stuff. But I don't know why they're not really utilizing her as much. It's like, oh yeah, let's 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 use her for her body. Let's um, rape, sex sales. It's like, bro. Yeah, I, I guess they're just one. If, if that's the case, I will I will buy her OnlyFans if that's the case. Yeah, but and, no. and she's her because that's that's literally who she is in real life for the most part. Yeah. Of it. So she's being who she is. I'm just surprised they're not like utilizing her a little bit better. To it's like they're making her into the valet of the '90s, the Attitude Era valet, like where she was just used for her body and not really in ring work. Yeah, you know, and and I mean, if she's cool with that, then by all means, cool. Right, by all means, but, yeah, but, know, but don't talk. I'm much, just, you know, what I'm saying, I'm don't, just, don't, oh yeah, don't her act. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> her, it's, you have no crowd to feed off of. The acting is like Impact. Yeah. I think Impact. They they need to 100 percent take advantage of the cinematic presentation, as far as like with promos and all that yeah. stuff, because. The in-ring promos are just so there with no ambiance, and I'm like, I agree. And then they have the, and when they when they're cutting their promos, like they had that awkward pause, waiting for that that crowd reaction. And it's like, oh, nobody's there. I agree. Yeah, that's my I, own. That's my only critique of Impact. Outside I, of that, it's been pretty pretty solid. I t- I totally agree. That's my that's my. Fl- I do like the cinematic feel stuff they do, um, in their own way. Um, you know, and I I, I I'm a fan more so of that. But I think that's why I said it's. I know they have enough talent out there. There are people that's not always on the show that can be at least somewhat in that audience somewhere. Uh, you know, even if you get just some local development talent or something, there's people out there. That I think they didn't they try it one one time with Kira Hogan and them. Then weren't they in the crowd at one point? They this- were. Yeah, Kira. They, it was the two of them, and it actually worked. I liked it. I thought it was entertaining because I was like, "Well, that's hey." I mean, it's it's, cool. it's it's working on the characters. Like, I think they need they need to do that to where it's like you don't really have to worry about doing too much backs yeah. behind the scenes. But then at the same time, I think they. I think they're trying to follow the CDC guidelines. Like, since it's so condensed, they don't really have that much space to do social distancing, so they can't have too many people in on set at a certain yeah. time. So that, I think sense. that's why they're kind of going behind, going promo heavy with behind the scenes. Like, I think they're doing the Wrestle House now. Yeah, I saw that. So, that which is cool, you know. It's, it's, it's a nice little entertaining side thing. It was it was entertaining while I was drunk, so I, I haven't yet <laughs> watched. I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet hey. sober. So hopefully, hey, there you go. If, if if it's only entertaining to you in that state, then by all means, brother. I don't I don't recommend a sober state. You know what I'm saying? Not, Probably not. You know, but for me, I'm corny like that. I like corny, so I, I hey, I can I can be sober. And I ain't know, knocking nobody who enjoys it. I ain't knocking nobody who chooses yeah, corny. But it's like. <laughs> Hey, you know, corny works but, for me sometimes. Right? Sometimes, like sometimes. if it's too uh, awkward, it's too corny, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was that too Katie stuff, enough. couldn't do it. That was like, nah. The, the that only, type of corny is like, nah. I think the only thing that saved that segment was Sammy putting his face over her pictures. That was the only thing that made Man. me laugh. I laughed. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> honestly, even for me, I hated that. You know, I you hated know, like, it, but I it's like, it. bro, this and, and it's not weird. even it's not even me say, saying it saved her from just 
from basically making it better. It was just like, okay, this is literally about to make me turn it off. And then I saw his face. I'm like, I just bust out laughing. Because I'm I like, still, this is. <laughs> to me, I still, even with that, I couldn't, I still, because between seeing that, which was awkward, her reaction was even more awkward to it. And then oh, yeah, trying she's to figure like, out, like, ah, ah, boy. Yeah. And then trying to figure out, well, okay, well, wait a minute. What was the basis behind all of this again? What were you exactly revealing? Because these are just photos. So I'm like, what? what? The way they were hyping it up is like, I'm like, bro, you can't go too far because the last time you tried to go a little bit too far, you got banned on Twitch. So yeah, 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 it's yeah. like, so how I, far are you going with this? I, I, I don't know, man. I, you know, but again, uh, like I said, this just proves the point why I say, again, even as an impact guy, no, it's not perfect over there. But... I like certain things, the way they built people. To, I, I love the way Heath is already being booked from what I see. This is the oh, yeah, they just, all he got to do is song. use his gimmick that he did in 2016, the free agent gimmick, and just yeah. turn it up. And that's yeah. it. And they're doing just that. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm excited to see what he does with Moose. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, all right, cool. You know, you see three real, there's this little face in there. And I'm like, all right, cool. I love the way Luke Gallows and Anderson are looking. They looking like a badass again. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, see. The big LG the- or the doc. Yeah. I, the doc a gallows and no they don't have a jar full of testicles in it either as they're looking badass uh, i try i try to forget so, that i try yeah <laughs> so thanks wwe i try That's to forget that like I'm oh just my saying, god you know, i forgot they, they, until you said it i forgot all about it <laughs> well you see the payback you see the payback i had to pay you back for earlier for that because that's the whole point that's what oh, i'm saying like god. but it, it at all in all to to take the the final emphasis of this meet that we literally just broke down discuss this just goes to show that's why i feel wwe we talk about what aew did to rib them but imagine how dope it would be to have more billion dollar owners probably even more billion dollar than vince himself right come in to some of these promotions say you know what I like what this AEW thing is doing. I want to do that with one of these promotions. You ain't got to know about wrestling. Right. Find people that do know it and will just help help generate it to make you richer and build up that company and make it richer and get its fans. You know what I'm saying? So I, if you are listening and you guys, look, pitch it to your local owner somewhere, okay? If you are a billion dollar owner, by some strange chance you're listening and watching, well, first, go ahead and endorse us over here at Life's Advice because we would love to go ahead and make you that much richer in any case yeah. while building it up and do it for my boy Gresh Tunlease as well. We can use that. But aside from that, <laughs> find a promotion. We can look, come to us. We will tell you who to invest in. Again, we will, and we will glad, if you, and we will gladly create a life's a botch PW if you want us to create a custom. Uh, <laughs> uh, we can easily make a, a, a make a promotion. It's 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 all hey, we gotta do is. Hey, hey, listen, listen, <laughs> listen. We we look look now. We got the title. We got the title ready. So uh-huh. anytime, if you, if you look, if you're serious. We can we can definitely do it. We'll, we'll about, crown I'm, the first champion. That's a Come nice on. that's a nice title. I might have to I might have to hey, man. We, I might have to challenge for that title. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, you know, at the end of the day, anytime, any place, anywhere, 
promo battles coming soon, people. Don't you worry. Oh. Promo battles coming soon. Just know if I'm involved in that battle, I will be a heel. I will be <laughs> a heel. That's a beauty. Hey, we can do it, baby. We can do I it. I will be a heel because I I love being a prick. I, I love just, it. I love it. I will I, I will embrace it. I will embrace my inner Vince McMahon just to piss everybody off. Come on. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Listen, listen. This goes to show people. Um at the end of the day, it's such bonus. good. <laughs> as you know grapefruits you know but uh people at the end of the day uh seriously just put that image in your head if you take nothing else from this episode today literally imagine all these wrestling promotions being like the organizations within the nfl and the nba the individual organizations and imagine you know they have these budgets they have these owners you know just imagine what it could just do. You see what AEW success has done so far to date. So take that formula. Every promotion has its own unique style that makes them different from AEW. But just imagine having the ownership with the millions of dollars that they have to put them on the level of the WWE AEW branch. If you did that, not only does it make the wrestling community that much better, but man, I'm telling you, I feel like the epiphany came to me last night to say this would make wrestling that much more enjoyable than it already is. To see it on global scales like that really makes it to where it's like, uh-oh, man, who's going to win this rating roar this week? Who's got the better this this week, that week? I mean, just imagine seven days out of a week, all these promotions. I think what a lot of these promotions are missing too, they need to go back to the territory. I'm glad you mentioned that. They need to go back to, they do crossovers. Like we need, we need to have a, a week where it's Impact versus WWE or AEW versus Impact or AEW versus Ring of Honor or AEW versus New Japan because it's like yeah. – you, you're, yes, we have wrestling literally seven days a week. If you are a fan of WWE, AEW, New Japan, Impact, they literally have shows almost seven days a week. And then yeah. don't even add on top of WWE's pay-per-view schedule, <laughs> where it's literally a pay-per-view every month. And which they it's, need to it's so much immensely, by the way. And everybody, um, go back to your convince. big five. Go back to your big five. Seriously. Honestly, it's, it's us, honestly this pandemic. This this pandemic has made them calm down because remember they was incorporating their main pay per views and then Saudi shows. So this is true. <laughs> but even the it, pandemic it, still hasn't slowed down the fact that it's like a pay per view. You every still month. got those. Yeah, you you still like condense it even more and go back to your big five. You know, I, I got to shout out JD from NY with that that philosophy on his off the script show because. I, I really have to agree with him on that because of the fact that it makes it, you you really devalue. You know, I never I never kind of quite thought about it that way, but that does kind of explain why it has been a little hard to get into WWE. It does devalue versus AEW because AEW did go back to that. That their their pay per views are very widespread, so they do have a buildup and everything. It's just they can be all over the place. That's kind of their problem in a way. 
with they have buildups, yes, but you know, new people are debuting and other things are happening. So it, it, they still getting it together and figuring it out. But I think you know, keep your Royal Rumble, keep your Survivor Series, keep your SummerSlam, keep your WrestleMania, keep King of the Ring. Make we'll it a pay-per-view again. And bring it back. Bring yeah. it back as a pay-per-view again. Get rid of money in the bank because – or put money in the bank back on WrestleMania. Get, yeah, yeah. Put stuff like that either back on WrestleMania and or SummerSlam. Make that the gimmick match. It doesn't need its own pay-per-view. You can, If you want to split it up, one for women, one for men, you can do that, sure. But don't make it a full pay-per-view. It doesn't need that. You know, put that on one of your big mega shows. Same thing with your TLCs. Get rid of that. Make that a once in a while thing. Backlash doesn't need to be around. Make that a special. You know what I'm saying? Make that a a little special. Go back to your 2007 pay-per-view schedule because it was, it wasn't, I think it wasn't as tedious because I think, I think because they treated every big pay-per-view, I mean, every pay-per-view as a big pay-per-view. I think that's the only reason. Yeah. Now it's just like a transition to the next pay-per-view. Yeah. Elimination Chamber is a transition to WrestleMania or Fast Lane, yeah. and WrestleMania is a transition to or WrestleMania is the big the big show, and then you got Extreme Rules, whatever May pay-per-view, Money in the Bank, SummerSlam, whatever. It's like some of the, it's like, bro, can y'all calm it down? It's something. Something. Give us, give us something, you know. Um, and and again, as you see, people, we're not complainers. No, we're literally breaking this down in a way to show you the good, the bad, and the need improvement. So we all say that to really say, this is just a thought that I want you guys to be left with, and just imagine some of these promotions that really need that big billion dollar owner to come on in even they if they know wrestling or not and just get with some people because again ted turner proved you don't have to know wrestling to make something nah. successful <laughs> you know what i'm saying the man made wcw very very successful he just you know, let the wrestling people take care of it and he just wanted the competition that's what you owners love you love the competition right so again make vince mcmahon step it up yeah, make, him make him say, you know what? I do need to take my product more seriously. You know what? Maybe I am a bit out of touch, and I'm going to step it back a little bit and get Triple H or someone that actually has the, the, the go for to go do this and bring this to where my product can be number one again. Whatever. You know but what I also, saying? I'm about to say, what I also said was I was telling Derek, I said, yes, keep up to date, be current with the product. But also don't 100% listen to social media because if yes. you 100% listen to social media, you'll come off it. You'll look like AEW because AEW sometimes when they be listening to social media 100%, I'm like, don't do it. That's do it. that was that was a dumb decision because yeah. social media is like people need to have that mentality. Like yes, social media is a very very good source to get more publicity, more eyes on your product. But at the same time, you can't 100% go let that be your whole like oh this didn't work let's look at social media and see if they liked it oh they didn't like it let's cut it let's just scrap it without any knowledge like i didn't like the nightmare collective but they could have made a whole lot of more 
sense on why they ended it. They just ended it because social media just said, you know what, I don't like it. And then yeah. next thing you know, oh, it's, it's gone. So if, if we do, if they, if a billionaire decides to get behind an impact or get behind an MLW, or get behind a GCW that just had their show with uh, Leo Rush's final, supposedly final, I say they were air quotes because everybody say final match and then they come back another year or two with the bug. I, I don't buy it. We're going to see him in AEW going in a surprise you, uh, TNT title match probably. Probably. You know, but, or, but, or we'll see him again. You know, that's what I'm saying. We'll see him surely. Like, I, I get it. I get it. I'm like, bro, I get it because you, he, he let social media take control of him mentally. But at the same time, it's like, bro, once you step off of social media and really just No stopping. But it's like if they get behind those type of companies, those type of ain't no stopping these type of companies. And then you'll have people like Triple H and Vince and whoever they have in charge of WWE step up their game to make you want to say, okay, I watch WWE or okay, I am a wrestling fan. Because there are times where I'm literally like, I do not want, I don't want to do an episode of the podcast because I'm like, I don't want to talk about that because that was that embarrassing. (laughs) And that happens when you're a, when you're a podcaster, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, I hope I, I want I want I hope someone, metaphorically speaking, we know it's probably not going to happen now because pandemic is not letting nobody do anything if you don't have a, if you don't have a amphitheater like AEW or performance center or f- access to full sale university like WWE, they're not really operating, or Nashville grounds like um, Impact, so. If if somebody, I would like them to see somebody. I would like them to get behind somebody like MLW or Impact because that guy, um, I forgot his name. I believe he's one of he's a part of the the Five Two, the no, the the Anoa ah, family. Yes, yes, I forgot his Joseph, I forgot his Joseph first name. Fatu? Is it jo- Joseph? Yep. Is it? Yeah. Jo- is it Joseph Jamal? Jacob. 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 Fatu. It could be Jacob. He's the, M- he's the MLW World yeah. Champion. I believe. Jacob Fatu. That's Jacob. Okay. Yeah. yeah he's one guy. I'm like. They need to keep their eye on because he reminds me so much of Eki or Eddie Fatu, so, mm-hmm. or for people who know him modernly as Umaga. Yeah. He reminds me too much like him. I'm like, it's crazy. He, yes. if the some, whatever company, if he, just, I think he just signed a, a multi multi year deal with MLW to stay on as their uh, on their roster. Yeah, yeah. They need to shoot him to the top because that dude got so much. Potential. I saw one of his matches with La Parker, yes. and I'm like, I'm like, dang, this dude is saucy. He's untouchable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he and that's is. what that's what and and he got. I think he has that character to it. Like he don't his matches ain't really. He ain't, I think I'm not. I'm slowly not becoming a fan of flips and dives and all that stuff because everybody do it so much. They do. Yeah. Likewise, um, it was impressive at one point. Uh, but a balance, you know, it's, it's just like the NFL. You don't want to see too much passing. You don't want to see too much running. You like, you like a nice balance. And also, exactly. if you're a defensive person, you don't want to see too much defense because that eventually makes the game boring. So yeah, it's exactly. like you want a nice balance. You know what I mean? A game that's a high-scoring game, but there's some nice defensive plays in there too where it's like a nice little balance. Of everything. Yeah. So it makes the perfect formula of a perfect game, you know. Uh, but all, all in all, it goes to show. Hopefully, uh, if you guys are listening again, let's make this pitch, man. Let's 
start a hashtag, let's reach out to people, whatever, something to get more billion dollar owners to invest in a lot of these promotions to bring them to the level of the AEWs and WWEs. Because I believe the last person who um, promoted, I mean, invested was Master P. He invested yes. into House of Glory. So. House of Glory. And it's we a, still don't know what's going to happen because the pandemic, I'm sure, hasn't slowed things completely down. I'm pretty sure as things slowly get back to a point. Master P and them are still planning, I'm sure, on what they plan on doing for HOG. So again, even with that, that's another, I'm glad you brought that up because I meant to bring that up. That's another example of why I say, don't matter what type of billionaire you are, it don't matter if you're from sports, music, whatever. If you're a billionaire, you like to be richer, you like to invest. Trust me when I say your ultimate cash cow is all of these promotions in the wrestling business because wrestling fans invest in what they like and what they watch. And trust you me, if you get behind one of these promotions and you take it to that level of WWE, AEW, you will, trust me, you will reap those benefits. Uh, and wrestling fans will be happy because you got all this competition. And yeah. it's just going to make shows step up on each other and say, you know what? All right, game time. Let's go. Uh, yeah. So, all in all, man, we had a lengthy show, a little more lengthy than I wanted it to be. Uh, so that's what happens uh, Derek, when you have. That's what you happens when you have fans. When you have fans, and, and and Derek, I do apologize. I'm, I'm I made this one a headache today. It was supposed to be a little uh, sample episode. So <laughs> if this is broken up into parts, allow me to say it like this. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, that about does it for the first part of our episode of Lights and Bots. Tune in for the second part with my boy Josh Gresham as we are going to go ahead and do the rest of this conversation at wherever the stopping point is. Hey, thank you guys for joining us on part two. And I want to say thank you again for what you did on part two of this very episode, Life's a Botch. By all means, this is the concluding second half of this episode and Nonetheless, I would like to tell my boy Josh, go ahead and tell the people where they can find you, my friend, to those who don't already follow and know what you are all about, my friend. Yo, you can follow me on two social media accounts because I, the podcast is separate from my personal, but you can follow me at Josh Gresham ORG, and that's pretty much it. And you can follow me at Gresh Unleashed on both Twitter and Instagram. Gresh Unleashed, just G-R-E-S-H, Unleashed. Hopefully you know how to spell Unleashed. If you don't, the beautiful thing called Google. But you can also check out anything with the podcast at joshuagresham.org. That's where I keep everything up to date when it comes to the podcast, my gaming channel, my YouTube channel, all that good stuff. I'm always doing something. So, yeah, that's where you can get, you can catch me at. Oh, man. All right. Well, you guys heard it here first. That being said, make sure, again, you subscribe to the Life's of Botch podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Make sure you hit that five-star button. If you're listening on Six Families Radio, thank you for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed this bonus episode. We got more interviews coming up very, very, very soon in the next couple of weeks. So y'all stay tuned and wait for the next one. And uh, until the next time, you already know, you guys have officially been botched. Be you. Be you.